All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Wiebe. Brian Shesko. Hey, does it sound a little different, Scott? I, I don't know yet. It sounds the same as I sit here. Am I still allowed to be in the same spot as far as my face and this microphone? Yeah, sure. Just keep all that the same. Is okay. this going to pick up bourbon glass clinks more? Well, the microphones don't change. Okay. But the recording process has changed. It is a new dawn. It is a new era mm. in the world of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast as we have a new computer. Yes. So no longer will we be able to blame us not getting content out on our computer anymore as there should not be any more excuses. That is true. We it, have a Cadillac. In fact, we do yeah. have a Cadillac computer. Now, just a quick lesson, not a history lesson, but just, just a rundown of what's gone on over the last couple of weeks. We had put together a Game Week 25 podcast. Yes. I felt like it wasn't our best episode, and apparently the Apple gods agreed <laughs> because they decided this episode should not be heard by the general public. Couldn't get it out. Nope. The computer would not go. The old computer would not cooperate. Which okay, I mean, a week's worth of insights lost, but but you know, it's it's okay. So last week, then we got the first three matches, not four, but three. Thank you, Sierra, Uh, or Ciara. What was that storm's name? Tropical Storm Daniel. No, they don't call it tropical. It's just storm. Storm Denny. I think it was Sierra. I think it was Sierra. Okay, so Storm Sierra affected. Sierra is married to Russell Wilson. Yes, There's another is. okay. The other storm is there this today. Week. Okay. Yes, this weekend. So Ciara, yesterday, Den- Dennis or Den- yes, yeah, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. But anyway, three matches were played. So we had only had three out of ten matches in game week twenty six at this point. So it felt like we couldn't really record another felt episode. Everything felt awkward about this match week. So we had a work night instead. Yeah. Every once in a while, for our podcast, it's it's good for us to have a work night to just get some things done to promote our podcast. Uh, listen, everything we have, we've done just by the by the efforts of the three of us and mm-hmm. the leverage we can gain through social media. We are glad you're listening. But over the last couple of years, we have we have we have built this thing essentially from scratch, Dave. That's that's right. And we took a huge step forward last week in helping us go even further. We are now able to be heard on Spotify. Yes. So if you listen to podcasts or anything on Spotify, you can now listen to the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. Just look for us. Earlier today, I looked for us, and we are there. Yes, good. So good you things. can find our podcast on Spotify. We've also taken steps to uh, 
to get an intern. Yes. Because we've, we've joked about this sort of. Yeah, like stat guy yes. and intern yes. and like yeah, we we do that. Uh I fear that whoever if we do ever get an intern to this podcast, which again, we made great steps forward last week in doing that. If that actually happens, I I already feel bad for him or her. Mm, uh, interesting. It, yeah, it's it's not going to be fun. I, have you ever been an intern, Dave? Uh, yes, I have. I was too. They're actually people. I was a terrible intern. <laughs> they're normal people <laughs> that eat, sleep, and poop. Weird. And they're very nice. Uh, well. And they're hard-stinking workers. And that's what we need. So like, we're looking for like, that. Like bees or a good fish. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are on Sunday night, two weeks in to this experimental game week. Uh, game week 26, as we sit here... 80% of the game week is complete. So it's Sunday night. We have not yet been able to watch because it's in the future for us right now. That's right. The uh, City, was it? No, United Chelsea. United Chelsea's Monday night. Yeah, and then City West Ham, the rescheduled fixture Holy on crap, Wednesday. do I need Angry City to show up we'll see for this happens. fantasy week. So we're going to talk about the eight matches that have taken place so far. It's going to be as normal an episode as possible. But Dave, I actually am thinking... This Game Week 26 experiment over two weeks with the winter break, like I like the idea. I think the idea was strong. It just hasn't played out very well. It's been kind of a boring couple of weeks. It's just been yeah. awkward. Ryan, would you agree? Not enough action. Or, yeah, I or was going to say. It's I, just dragged I think out. it's everyone. I think everyone is unanimous on how terrible this has been. It's kind of like a half day at work. Like, yes, there's some excitement that you get to leave work early. That's what the matches that we have gotten have been. Yeah. But at the same time, you're still going into work. I almost wish they just would have taken everyone. Just do the international, like do an international break type everyone of Everyone just take yeah, off. Exactly. Instead of instead of doing what they've done. In honor of the really boring game week so far, though, I think we should just put a really boring episode together. Yeah. I feel like this might be that. This might be game week 26 inspired. Wow. There's only one way to well, find out. It, we should get boring. Yeah, let's get on to game week 26. See how bad this was. Be, be the boring pod. There's a few things that we discussed when we didn't have a computer last week during our work night. We put a few short audio clips together and put them on our website. If you follow us on social media, you might have seen those links to our website, fantasysoccerfc.com. A couple of things that we discussed. There was a Scott stat of the day posted online. Uh, it was the number of minutes between Christian Benteke goals and that Crystal Palace-Everton match. Christian Benteke actually scoring, but it doesn't matter. Everton still wins 3-1. to one. We'll come back to that in a second. Mm -hmm. We gave out the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award to Arian Mariapa, who, I mean, it was a really nice goal, but Adrian. he was into his... What did I say? Arian. Did I really? Yes. That's disturbing. Yes. <laughs> yes, very. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind the tape if you need to. I don't want to. No, proof. Scott. No. As I was standing away from the mic a few minutes ago, I thought you said Arian. Well, Arian Let's, Foster. Yeah. Remember Arian Foster? Yeah, he was, was a running back in the NFL. This absolute is not an NFL podcast. Exactly right. This is Nothing not a Houston Texans podcast. Yeah, that's not definitely not a Houston Texans podcast. Uh, Adrian Mariapa scored no goal. Uh, it was wasteful. It was beautiful, but it was wasteful. And then uh, we discussed the bad beat of the week, which isn't so bad after all. Now that we yeah. know City and West Ham have been rescheduled yeah, thank, into thank the fantasy gods. Yes, into game week twenty six. So that that works out well. So we're not going to necessarily discuss that. Go Again, go to our website, fantasysoccerfc.com. But let's discuss a couple of things that have come out of that. We, we have a little bit more of a dream team that we can discuss now that there are eight matches out of the ten that have been played. And I mentioned Everton winning 3-1 to one over Crystal Palace. 
Two Toffees are still in the Dream Team. Richarlison in the midfield, Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front. It's going to take something serious to shake either of those two out of their spots, I think. Uh, although uh, There are spots in the Dream yeah, Team? Yeah, in the Dream Team. I just think that it's going to take some You're talking about with the games left in the match week. Yeah, that's right. I think there are other players that are that are quicker to City quicker can to easily get overtake them. They could, but here to, to fantasy relevance, do you have Dominic Calvert Lewin in your lineup still? No, but I did. I still have him. These eleven points you, are great. the highlight good. of my week. Did you start him? Yeah. Good. Good for you. Yeah, Crystal Palace. He bundled and he bungled. He bungled well, in that goal. Well, points are points, Dave. Points are well, and points. That, and not only that, I would just I would just say. In this match, I mean, I don't think this is all that unexpected. We, we can, not to rehash this again, but uh, rehash again. That's a great. <laughs> a third hash. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Uh, Everton, 3-1. Uh, the only thing that's surprising there is that um, Crystal Palace managed to score one at all. But that no, it, Calvert-Lewin continues to hang with the big boys. The last five weeks... Uh, he's tied with Sergio Aguero for the fifth most shots overall. He's taken 20. 18 of those are in the box, which is tied for the third most with uh, Heung-Min Son and Raul Jimenez. Uh, and he's put eight shots on target, which is the sixth most of anyone. Of anyone. Not just of forwards, not just of attacking players, of anyone in the league. So, he, I mean, this is really the only names in front of him attacking-wise uh, in the last and and a lot of this since Ancelotti came in, but in the last five weeks at least, the only names in front of him are Salah, Firmino, Son, Aguero, Jimenez. I know that that is who is outscoring and outproducing attacking wise. Dominic Calvert Lewin. I know right now. he's been great. His last four weeks, eight, five, two, and eleven. Now, what say you two? Because this is is you know since you brought up Rasharlson, Scott. Uh, I'm a Marshall owner, and I am thinking about going to Richarlison. I brought this up earlier to you. Richarlison is, believe it or not, fourth in overall midfield scoring. He had a great there, stretch. There's a top three that are far and away better than everyone else. That's Salah, Brown and Mane. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's Richarlison. Yeah. And then there's Son. And then yeah. there's can't get healthy Raheem Sterling. I, I'm just saying, like, Richarlison, no, no one's out there owning him. His ownership is nine percent. Dave, do you see? That's more than no one. Right. That's, sure. That's higher. But that's maybe higher than I would have. Here, than I would here's have my question, though, Scott. My overall question is this: Everton schedule the next seven match weeks right. at Arsenal, home to United, at Chelsea, home Liverpool, at Norwich, home Leicester, at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a gauntlet. Holy wow. Yeah. That a lot of red brutal. matchups. They, oh, but boy. Legit, but legit red matchups there. I mean, are yeah. You, are, are you poo-pooing that schedule? Are you saying that that should not bother either I one just of think, those two? I just think that there's there are goals in all but one of those matches. Yeah, all against Liverpool, except Liverpool. Yeah. Maybe it tightens up for them. Uh, and even in that one, I mean, I, I would just say in Ever- the derby, you never know. Everton, it's not. It's not. It's not the same if Norwich can hold. Liverpool to one single goal, then you know Everton, uh, an organized, competent, feeling themselves uh, Everton, they can hold hold they the might. goals down there yeah. too. Yeah. All right. So Dave, you're bringing up the question: As a Martial owner, are you thinking about going from Martial to Richarlison? Before you answer that, Chelsea, 
Watford, Everton are United's next And then three City opponents. Tottenham. Yeah, it's not too terribly easier. What are you going to do? I need I need Marshall to, to score tomorrow. That's what I need. You'll feel better if he scores at Chelsea. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how dumb that sounds, and I know how reactionary that seems. Yes, it is. He hasn't scored in Way the last to be like the masses, Dave. three weeks. I, I need him to do something. And, and percentage-wise, he probably will. It's one of those things where all the people uh, who sold John Lundstrom uh, and then John Lundstrom goes and scores off the bench was kicking them. I think it'll be – at least we get to see more of Bruno Fernandez. I think that is uh, – that could unlock some things. Who's had some time to, to get right. in with his new club. Yeah, that can I, only I am I am curious to see how he, you know, I am curious to see how this how that works uh, out, how it develops uh, going forward for them, attacking wise going forward, not in the future. Right. Getting back to your answer, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Okay. Well, maybe you can give some advice to our listeners by the end of this podcast. Maybe. All right. We also discussed uh, Sheffield two, Bournemouth one in our audio clips on our website. Just a couple quick mentions from this match again. First of all, Dave, you alluded to this already. Uh, it seems to be a trendy thing to transfer out John Lundstrom right now, something that we've even questioned whether or not people should do. Uh, it is time to give out the dumbass move of the week. Yes? Dumbass dumb move of the week? Don't mishear me. The masses are dumb. Yes. And so the dumbass move of the week is transferring out John Lundstrom. His net transfers for game week 26 so far, a little over 227000 Wow. His price has dropped a couple of tenths over the last few game weeks. I was one of those, by the way. <laughs> As was I. Just, I, re- I refused to lose money on him, so I sold him. Just in time for him to come off the bench and score a goal within his 30 minutes on the pitch. Of course, I replaced him with a teammate, with Basham. I did not. And... You know what? I replaced him Th- with a guy thinking, who scored you know a one, what? Dave. I really like this. I really like the fact that I have – I'm probably uh, overloaded with too many Sheffield people, but I'm like, they're home to Bournemouth. Man, I got this. I got a clean sheet, a Sheffield <laughs> clean sheet coming my way. No way. And it didn't happen. Are it you, didn't. But are you content with super sub John Lundstrom? I know. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't see it – it's, that's yeah, but I, a, I think he's going to be starting again, is he not? He's going to be fighting for a spot. So he may – that's the thing, though. He's one of the best players on their team. I don't understand why he's fighting for a spot. Because he because they spent money on other players. I understand that. Well, can't they find another spot for him and make someone else sit? Like even in the preseason, coming into the season, it was this guy's not even first choice for them. What is the expectation on this guy? It was It was nothing. It was less than nothing. It was – Holy cow! There's a guy that's four dollars. He's playing in an advanced position, and he's listed as a defender. It was just rolling the dice that it's a guy that's going to stick around and have a role. And he not—I mean, that's the only—he's exceeded it. He's—he's so far beyond what anyone would have expected of him coming into this season. That's why even now it's like, great, you—you did—you did your job, John. You did good, son. Right now, go have a have a rest. Go have a pie. He, but he did I, level off, though. In fairness, here of the last couple of months, he's leveled off. You could have sold him. You could have sold him ten weeks ago and been, I'm sure, better off. He's still the top scoring defender, not on Liverpool. Sure, sure. 
But that hasn't happened because of his points over the last three months. That happened because of how his season started. I sold him right before he scored this goal off the bench. But I think this was one that you could see coming. It's just cruel timing more than anything else. To answer your question, Brian, no, you're not content with super sub John Lundstrom. And I I do, to your point too, Dave, I question the transfer business that Sheffield did. Maybe this won't age well, me saying this, but why do you spend club record money to replace John Lundstrom in your lineup? I get needing to be better, reinforcing the squad. You don't want to... You don't want to start strong in the season and finish poorly. You got a really good thing going, and European football is a possibility. It's more than a possibility. It's 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 there. Especially for them to with take. the news that we haven't talked about yet, and then we'll right. get to. We'll get to. Wow. But I'm not sure that they you upgrade all that much when you replace Lundstrom with Berg. Berga. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting transfer business. Sander. Sander. I mean, what's tough is that even next week you love it if they're playing Brighton at home. Please, you you gladly take that. I just think now you you say, hopefully, if you're holding on to him, you probably throw him out there anyway. You get to, you know, chew your nails down until you see the lineups, and then you just hope. I mean, that's all you get, and that's and that is the argument. And I know a couple of the guys, the a, a previous uh, FPL number one player that was interviewed was one of the FPL video guys talked about that like it it's the it's the other side of holding on to Lundstrom as though he's some kind of like magic guy this season or selling him as though it's like some danger to you if you if you don't have him you now are where everyone else is going to have to be content with probably getting a lot of ones the rest of the season substituting out for someone else you now are not subject to that same kind of risk going forward. I, I, I totally understand. I didn't sell Lundstrom. I, if I had a million free transfers, I would have. He would have been <laughs> one of the guys that I would have gotten rid of this week, and I didn't, but I also didn't play him. So Sure. Uh, oh, that sucks. Yeah, so he's first, like a lot of people, first position on my bench, and it uh, doesn't look like I'm going to be getting those points anytime soon. The other mention of Sheffield United uh, is that Billy Sharp decided to score nine of his 29 overall points on the season this game week. So, so far, he's on the Game Week 26 Dream Team. Moving right along. Wolves and Leicester played out to a scoreless draw. I think that, as much as anything else, probably hasn't helped how boring this game week has felt. There was excitement in this match. There's the potential for goals. This game should have been better than it was. It just wasn't what it could have been. Uh, Adama Traore had to come in off the bench. In fact, that was sort of a, a sign of things to come for the entire weekend that we're discussing now because a lot of guys coming off their warm winter, warm weather training break randomly started on the bench. And it was very interesting. Like, they already had a break, but I guess they needed a little bit more. Well, European football's this week. That's that's exactly right. And we're starting to see already now the the uh, the consequence or yeah. the influence that European football is going to have. And- Traore's shoulder is still an ongoing issue. So Adama Traore, I mean, we it was an issue going into the match, obviously enough to keep him on the bench, but not enough to keep him out of matches. You know what else is Adama Traore? His shoulders, they look fine. (laughs) You know what else is an issue? Adama Uh, Traore for everyone else. Yeah. True. He He makes defenders look stupid. Well, so the thing that has that's out there there. I mean, 
it said he separated his shoulder. He had a major separation a year and a half ago. I think when he was still with Middlesbrough, he had a he had a major shoulder separation, a major injury. So all of these, the way the uh, a former physio described it, was that these are like, I guess you could call them minor dislocations. It's not. It's like where if it was a full dislocation, if it was something it, like a, a normal human being would not be able to continue. And even him, as strong as he is, would not be able to continue. That's why the, the fact that he's continuing to play and they're just able to manage this is that it's it was separated against Spurs. We saw it happen against United again. Like this is the, And the way he plays, the how physical he is, to me it seems like the kind of thing that it could happen any time especially because he requires so much of his upper body strength to keep to well, keep people away from people too, so Brian, off the ball. Isn't that one of those things, though, too, where once it happens, it has a tendency to happen more? Yeah, and he, that's what we – I mean, that's exactly what happened to him. Yeah. So I think that's where they're saying unless, uh, unless you see another major incident, it's probably going to be a lot like this. If there's pain management, if there's issues where they just want him to – do their best to, to build strength and to recover. We might see more of this off the bench Traore stuff. They have they definitely that. have someone to cover. I own him. I don't I want know. that at all. I own him as well. I got rid of Super Sub John Lundstrom. Last thing I want is now another Super Sub and Adama Traore. Well, at least for the time being, I mean, I, it's just worth paying attention. Johnny Evans made the dream team out of this match largely because of the nil-nil conclusion. Uh Willie Bowley would have joined him on the Dream Team if his goal hadn't been ruled out uh, because of an earlier offside in the build-up to the play. It's another VAR, VAR it's one, incident. It's one of the things I do, I do hate the most. It's the, the early offside that, that's in offside. In the build-up to the goal. By like 20 seconds or something in the match or something crazy. Like, yeah. I hate, like, how far are you going to go back? I mean, if it contributed to the goal scoring. Did it, though? I don't know. Exactly. I mean, it was in attention. the initial build-up. I understand. It's, but it's the same as it's been. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's disingenuous to argue about it now. It's what we've got for this season, right? It's fine. I'm curious so we're going to move right along. Well, no, I'm curious for Wolves why Matinho and Traore. Is this, I didn't look at his minutes. Matinho. Forgive me. But Matinho <laughs> is a sub as well. So yep. it, the 11 of the, they had 11 chances created. In this match, listen, Wolves they, did five of them came from Traore and Matinho, who were both subs. So it just seems like two of their most creative players, you know, come off the bench. Listen, they, you know, and they scored before either of them were out there. Wolves it just seems like, know they know that if they can put in a good shift in Europa League, they can make a run at it. They're still in it, just like Arsenal. They can beat Arsenal. They can beat United. They've got a tough matchup though in this round of thirty-two with Espanyol. I, I know I'm you love saying, La Liga. No, no, no. I'm not saying they don't. Uh, listen, La Liga's teams, Sevilla, Espanol, and others of that that character, they usually do pretty well in yeah, they do. Europa. So I'm not I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm just saying Wolves have a legitimate chance. It's not wickedly surprising. He knows that they're probably not going to be able to improve their place much in the league at this point. So does Europa carry a little bit more weight? Yeah, maybe. If you get a chance, you get a chance to get Champions League next year. You win Europa, know. you get a chance to Champions League. Yeah, but that is a real roll of the dice, I think. I, you've still got to play for the league and just hope that you keep winning in Europa, just like you would any cup competition. Listen, the Wolves are on 36 points. 
Fifth place at the moment. Which right is, now could be a Champions League I'm, spot. Fifth place is forty is Spurs, and Chelsea is in fourth place of 41. So, I know. There's there's multiple teams in the race for this now infamous possible fifth spot. Yeah. The only thing three left of to those, play for. Three of those in Europa League. United, Arsenal, and, and, and Wolves. So... Very interesting stuff. All right, Southampton. Oh, won. I thought you were going to stay on this for one second. I really am trying to move on, Brian. It's just that Jamie Vardy took zero shots again. Mm, yeah. yeah, it was disturbing. The top scoring fantasy forward. Do Jamie I need to Vardy. prioritize Jamie Vardy out, or do I just be patient? I mean, you're gonna ha- if you're going to be patient, then you might as well be patient through the City match. Because after City is when everyone is probably going to find a way to rush back to some of these guys for the I'm going to read the, for that's the rest the of That's the easiest schedule they could possibly have. Right, for the rest of the season pretty much. I'm going to read like Vardy's I'm going to read Vardy's something. last 8 matches since match week 19. 2 0 0 5 0 1 2 2 Ice 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 why do you own Vardy at the moment? It's, Listen, uh, look, he it's was just, on his hot run, he was demolishing people. He is so cooled off. Get you got to get out of it's there right now. It's what we said in the lost. You got to get out of there right now. What we said in the lost pod. The, the second lost pod. The second lost pod. <laughs> lost pod two. Yeah. Uh, what a horrible sequel. Two lost two pod. Uh, <laughs> that, no, that you. I, I like you. Love it when Vardy is scoring one goal on one shot on like four total touches in the box. You love when he's doing that, and he did that in his hot streak. He did, he's just a clinical finisher. He's going to take the fewest number of shots. He's going to be in perfect positions to maximize every opportunity the, that he has. He is absolutely not doing that right now. And he's had more than once in the past six match weeks has had zero shots. So if he's not even, he's not creating anything. He's not that kind of player anyway. Uh, we saw he almost got was that kind of player for uh, Harrison Harvey Barnes uh, a couple weeks ago, but it's just a tough it's a tough thing to be a Vardy owner right now. And I I sold him, lost he and uh, James Madison this week. I took a minus four to get rid of them. Both. Mm-hmm. For uh, it was Lester out in your world, for Brian. Chris Wood and for Son. You so got some end, good wood. So it that, ended, yeah, that it ended up. It yeah. was a big plus. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> even with a minus four, it was still a big plus. But no, but it's just like that's the other thing too is uh, you saw what happens when Chaudhry is playing in the in the Ndidi spot. So Ndidi Hamza Ndidi may still not be ready. Uh, uh, Mendy, their other uh, base midfielder, also out with a knee injury. So the suggestion from the Leicester Mercury is that if Ndidi is not ready for Manchester City, you might see a three a three man midfield of Pratt, Madison, Tielemans, uh, which they've done a couple other times this season. I already assume there's going to be a lot asked of them defensively, uh, more than what they normally would be against City anyway. Sure. But uh, when they're yeah. not really running there, that sounds like five two. Yeah. City. <laughs> it really does. Well, with no Ndidi, I mean, that's the whole thing. If Ndidi is going to be ready, then, yeah, it could be a factor, but um, it's if not Ndidi's It's not ready, good news. If Ndidi's ready, then it's 4-2 City. It's still probably not going to be good yeah. for them. All right, can I move on to that next match? Now no, you can move All on. Right. Yes, Scott. Thank you. 
Southampton one, Burnley two. A uh, couple of Clarets make the dream team. Ashley Westwood is he's doing all right for himself right now. He is nine, um, two, three, and nine in his last four matches. At least you know he's going to play ninety minutes every match that he's healthy. You do you know that for sure. There's not a lot of variety in that Burnley line. You guys really talking about Westwood? Well, it's just look he. What the are <laughs> you doing here? He is. He's the seventeen. He has created thirty three chances, which I feel like is higher than I would have guessed. Uh, so it's seventeenth among midfielders. It's not the worst, but he's created eight big chances, which is the twelfth best of all Premier Leaguers. <laughs> Resting your head on the microphone. I think if he could hit it and make a loud noise doing so, he would right now. He has. Uh, he's created more chances than Madison, Matinho, Dina, Mason Mount, Jack Grealish, Delhi. He's higher than all of them. How so, good are his XG stats, Brian? They've got to be great. Scott, not it's cool. Even see. <laughs> What now? Now you're it's on the even, Westwood train here? No, don't mock. It's don't even mock lower. XG. It's even lower mockery than what you just did. <laughs> Brian, in any way, myself. are you saying that Westwood? I'm just saying. Now I tell you what's weird, and I hate to even admit this, but in the last six weeks, he has a six, nine, and a nine. Okay, he, so he's a lucky guy this week. Why did he get his goal? Who's more at fault for the for the first Burnley goal? Oh my Ings, goodness! Ings or McCarthy? He's five point four. Let's let's debate this. First of all, I I have an answer, Brian. Okay. It's Alex McCarthy. Okay. You cannot be a goalkeeper and sit inside your own goal. I don't care what's happening in front of you. Why is he inside his own goal? I almost bought McCarthy. In fact, I even gave him. Um, <clears throat> McCarthy had been playing. <laughs> decently better than what that was today. ridiculous now yeah. Ings I don't know day. what he's doing why is Ings getting out of the way kick it out of bounds if you have to I don't know I don't understand why Danny Ings just moves out of the way maybe he heard someone maybe heard McCarthy yell either way McCarthy's there standing in his own net so of course when he touches it it's a goal it I, doesn't make any sense to me maybe this is why you need to bump Westwood up it was such a perfectly placed corner Dave only a master Picker could do Only something like that. He's taking Burnley's corners, Dave. Can we sell you on Ashley Westwood? Oh, if Chris Wood's in the game, yes. If he's hurt and not in there, if he's taking corners and Chris Wood is on the pitch, Chris Wood has more headed goals than anyone I've ever seen in my life. I don't. Think Therefore, that's there's a stat. chance that Westwood could stat? score. I don't know. XG expected two? goals. Oh, expected XG expected goals. If Chris Wood. He is expected to score a header every single effing week, Scott Weeby. Uh, X, uh, H in parentheses, lowercase, capital G, expected headed goals. He's by far that the highest in Premier League yeah, history. 100%. That's absolutely right. It was perfect because it's like he, I think after he shook hands with the honorary captain kids, uh, it tweaked his hammy. <laughs> uh-huh. And then 20 minutes later, I was regretting waking up in the morning to watch the match. It was my one point yeah. of interest in it. So it was really awesome. Wait and see. Hopefully it's not too serious, says Sean Dyche about Chris Wood. All right, Brian. There's another Burnley Claret who made Game Week 26 Dream Team. We need you to teach us how to say his name. So tell us about this other Claret who made the Dream Team in our How to Say with Brian J segment. Only if there's music behind it, David. Of course there'll be. Hey, by the way, did we lose the pod that 
had DJ Newton's music suggestion yes. in it. Yes, that's what's brutal. Ugh. Brutal about the last pod. DJ Newton, we're really sorry. We will we will get him back in. We have not forgotten you. We we want to honor you with your hard work that you sent to us. We have a very high response rate on social media. Facebook and Twitter tells me that all of the time. Because we want to be responsive to our yeah. seven listeners that's who right. are out there. That's exactly and right. So uh anyway Enough about that. Brian, go ahead and take it away with your regular segment. Well, in the for music, there is only one choice for this, Dave, if we're going to have music for this. Considering our man is from the Czech Republic, uh, we'll be check, check it out by the Beastie Boys <laughs> in your faces. Oh, you check, he's a TV addict. Don't mean to this, don't mean to bring static. This week's How to Say. I love this one. This week's How to Say. Not so bad. Okay. Well, that's because you suggested it. Can we just say he came up with this how to say suggestion himself? Of course, it's one of the easier ones he's had to do. First name is real easy. It's just a a Y sounding J there at the end. Mate. Mate. Uh, All right. uh, That's not so bad. Slovenian for Matthew. Makes sense. Bordering countries, of course, you can just borrow names like how we here in the U.S. are always borrowing Canadian names like Rush or Alanis or Trudeau and such as. Did you guys know? Did you guys know that for almost two years after the release of the album All the Right Reasons, Nickelback was the most popular middle name for boys in Florida? Come on. Completely true fact. That's not in me. That sounds like very Florida. That's very. Look it up. It sounds true even if it isn't. To me, the only possible issue is in the last name there. And it really, I think, is only with the letter Y that's in there. Guess what? It's pretty simple. I love picking my own how to say (laughs) (laughs) The Y in check is just a short I. So then, Dave, you just trill the R a little bit. You've got yourself a Burnley forward. Another, none other than Mate Vidra. Vidra. Can we just call him Matt? Yes, Mate Vidra. Matt. Matthias, yes. Matthias. Per, Matthias uh, Vidra. Per the Fantasy Premier League, was it 50 or 58 people transferred him in this week? Uh, yes. He's the and, fourth choice Burnley forward. And then I don't believe it. 268 people apparently captained him. That's impossible. That's sports guessing. We this game is sweeping the That's world, epic Dave. Sports guessing. That we is, we are doing something to FPL. If we if if we could give the award away again for the if it was a, a more of a mass move, <laughs> I would I would nominate the 300 people or so that have transferred him in this week. Unbelievable. It's insane, but then again, what do I know? <laughs> Dave. Yeah. I'm looking at your sports guessing squad for game week 26. Okay. It has Jay Rodriguez in it. Wrong Burnley forward. Dang Sorry it. About that. Was um was Ings uh in your was Ings in your he sports guessing team? He was not. Um it was, was Keen and J Rod. I picked the wrong, wrong forwards forward. on both teams. I picked Keen instead of DCL. <laughs> That's exactly right. His goal is his only shot of the game, but he's taken lots of shots in the last five games, so I'm not worried about that. He's my, Danny Ings, after all. Dave, earlier today, my family went for a walk. Yeah? 
And my kids had got some scooters for Christmas. And so lately our family walks have involved my wife and I walking quickly just to try to catch up to our kids on their scooters. Sure. And my son today, my son is six, but yeah. he decided he was going to have some fun with us on his scooter. He started doing this thing where he would round a corner and then pretend to fall down yeah. and hurt himself yeah. off of his scooter. Very Richarlison. Well, it was very Musa Gineppo. Yes, it was, wasn't it? When I saw Gineppo go down after taking you know, a little bit of a bump to the chest, yeah. and he goes down to his knees, and then all of a sudden flails down and grabs his feet, <laughs> I thought, how French of him. Oh, oh, wow. See, Brian, who's the countryest here? You know, Is it me or is it uh, Scott? Oh, the, the French are at fault for most of the world's <laughs> problems. We know this. That's probably true. Listen, That's I, the most English thing we could have ever said. I pre-gamed before this pod. Okay, no, right. but listen, that was that was ridiculous. And and it was funny because my wife, without any prompting from me, said, son, you're ready for soccer. <laughs> and my first thought was Gineppo. Right. Yeah. It was Gineppo. What's our French listenership, by the way? It's not high. Is it, <laughs> is it less than 10? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Which is which well, is fine with me. Okay. I mean, you don't want to alienate anyone. But no, never. But I mean, man. Dave alienates the the fans of about Honestly, fourteen clubs. Honestly, if the every French week. are being true to themselves, they know we're right. Saturday ended with Norwich one. Sorry, Norwich nil. Liverpool one. Forgive me for that slip. It almost felt like it was going to be another magical Saturday evening match, similar to what happened. Months ago, when they beat City, when they beat City in the uh, in the late Saturday match, it is wild, man. Norwich when they get up for a game, wow, they can give it a good go. Probably deserved a little bit better here, don't you May- think? Maybe I, it's probably fair. They probably deserved a draw, but Liverpool showed that same moxie. I mean, I don't think think anyone's been more deadly than Liverpool. And I don't have this stat. If only we had an intern who could help with this. <laughs> but 70 minutes and on, it seems like that Liverpool scores more goals in the last 30 minutes than they do in the first 60. It, it is, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's wild. Credit to them. Brian, what say you about some people calling Liverpool Liverpool? That is the that is the most hilarious non issue <laughs> debate for for folks that are I guess just as a social media and haters are gonna hate. Yeah, I mean it's look, Mane pushed. We all saw it. Oh, he did. And it Clearly. and and we've talked about this before. A foul in the box, if it's a foul anywhere, we've said that a lot. That's baloney. Yeah. If it's oh, a yeah. a foul in the box, it's not yeah. a foul in the box, or it is. We don't know. <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> it depends on how you want to see it. But no, I mean, look, it's it, it's even if that doesn't happen, even if it ends somehow, nil nil. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It was it was it was bound to be this way. Just call their, fouls. Their best chance was uh, when all all that was needed was a little bit of a more solid touch for Pookie to go around oh, Allison. Yes. Yep. So Allison did what he was supposed to do with the ball laying on the ground. Uh, but a better pass would have made it 1-0 early on for Norwich. And that was it. I mean, they had they, – Norwich looked similarly good uh, to the last time they played Liverpool. They really did. I mean, they 
no one's going to get the ball a lot. It is when they're playing Liverpool, and nobody—they're not going to have a ton of chances. But they did. They look. They looked pretty good. It's shocking how good Norwich can look against the top teams. Like Norwich is going to get relegated. Yeah. But I remember when, when like Sunderland and, and Middlesbrough and other teams, like the last place team in the league, like they're just so crap. Yeah. Norwich is not that. No. And and, and they have some good players. I, it won't surprise you if. You know, sort of like when Hall City got re- relegated, when you look back at, at who was on that team, McGuire, Robertson, yeah. um, I'm forgetting somebody. Sadly, Hall's not back in the league because all those players got sold. Well, I know, but, but what I'm saying is you could see Cantwell, mm-hmm. maybe even Pookie, Buendia leaving after this year to go to other teams. You left out a word in your description of Norwich. They do have good players, but I noticed in this match they've got good young players. And if they can keep those players, yeah. this year is only going to be a great experience for them. Norwich is kind of a classic yo-yo club Farka anyway. is a good – I think Farka's a decent manager, and, it, and I yes. wouldn't let him go if they get relegated. It is interesting that Norwich has decided – they came into the season with largely the same lineup that got them there and the same manager, and they have stuck with that even though they are squarely in 20th place. It's just interesting how the, the perspective of clubs can be different. Norwich decided to ride this out. I think they I think they know they've got a good thing. This is going to be a learning year, but I think if they can keep those players like you're talking about, Dave, they're young. They're going to learn from this. They could be right back up in the Premier League in I a agree. couple of years. One of the guys we didn't talk about, I mean, he's come up. I mean, maybe he came up a few weeks ago, uh, Duda. Andre Duda, who they just signed. Uh, I tried to bring him up. Dave said, who? <laughs> See, Dave. Scott, that's not the first time I've said stupid no, things. Just that, <laughs> no, just that. Uh, Ryan actually has stats, though. Brian, no, Daniel, uh, Daniel Emery, a writer at uh, Reed Norwich, uh, talked about Duda a couple weeks ago, and he just pointed out that as a creative player, uh, compared to Steeperman, who was playing in the same, basically as the number 10 for them, in 17 appearances, Steeperman created 10 total chances. In 17 matches, 10 chances created. It was, I, and of course, a lot of their stuff goes through Buendia and it goes through Cantwell, but they, you'd think you could get more sure. from that central part of the pitch. It cuts off half the pitch, at least. Steeperman right? had zero assists in 17 matches, created, 17, or created 10 chances. Duda, in just three games, created nine wow. chances for them. See, and had and had an assist. Now that's so, that's a manager who addressed a weakness yeah. in the transfer window. I, I know. Unlike Sheffield United, that's a weak. That's a player, Steeperman, who's not cutting it, and they bring in a guy to directly address a need. And it's immediate. And it's it's paying dividends. Yeah. yeah. Now it didn't pay dividends in the result of this match, but it came close. Yeah, but it's freaking. No, and he cool. did. He had another. He did. <laughs> he had. He had a. He had a chance created here against, uh, you know, added to the list, did it against Liverpool too. And that's the reason why I said, you know, some of the teams that are struggling or, you know, that maybe don't have, like we say it, Aston Villa, I said it before, Villa, Bournemouth, terrible schedules on the way out. Norwich's isn't as bad as theirs is. And it's the reason why I think some of these attacking players might come back in. If you haven't, I mean, probably a ton of people still own Todd, Todd Cantwell. Pookie had Pookie had chances here. Pookie had two pretty good chances here. So I mean, I don't see why that you know you, we might not be considering someone like him again uh, before the end of the season. Mm. Meanwhile, with Liverpool, 
you need two of the back five at this point, right? Absolutely. I I've mean, been saying these this. These scores are amazing. For the from game week nineteen to twenty six, there is nothing bad. It's only good for these last eight game weeks, uh, which which span nine matches for Liverpool. And looking at their schedule, there's no reason to believe that's going to change at all. We'll talk more about what happens once they clinch the title, but until then, you got to have as much as you can get, right? Scott, they've already clinched it. No, not mathematically. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Scott, they've listen. They've, okay, they've all right, all right. It. I hear that, and I'm and I'm I'm happy to hear you say that. I I'm going to continue watching. Brian it. said it in October. He did. Can he not get credit for that? He did. Brian, you predicted this in October. Joke. He was hoping that he. It was, was wrong. not a joke. You took it as a joke. It was not a joke. I was absolutely not joking. The, I know that. The, the Scott f- didn't want to believe you. I'm saying I did. I the just f- the couldn't fe- go there. Yet. It was the feeling gap at that point. It felt like there was an 18 point gap when it was eight points. What they did uh, at in that span of time to completely shut the rest of the league down was crazy. Yeah. And so from that moment, it was, I just, how's it going to happen? Who's going to do it? If well, City can't do it, then it will not happen. And I have the fear now that only a fan of a club that's 25 points clear, 26 matches into the season, can have. I'm not worried now about whether or not Liverpool's going to win the title. I look at all of the close chances, the pookie misses, the crazy bounces, the VAR calls. I'm looking at all those, and I'm just thinking, next year, those are all going to go against us. What are we going to do? How are we going to do this next year if all those go against us? A guy at ESPN wrote it, I don't know, it was at least a month ago, and talked about, uh, said that his argument was basically that Liverpool's been great up to that point, but they need more, They need to score more goals. And his argument was that... No, they don't. In, well, that's exactly it. So... Even one at, nil, one nil earns you three points. Right. Even at that point, what what his, he was saying was that in almost every previous season, the lucky bounces even out, and this season they are not evening <laughs> no, out. They're not. Liverpool is getting every single one of them. So yep. every single match, and it's like it's compounding. So it's adding pressure on pressure for everyone else to yeah. be even more perfect or even more precise with whatever yeah. it is that they're doing. But how much of that is Liverpool creating? their own luck because that's a thing and at liverpool is great at every of the 11 positions on the pitch i'm going to go ahead and say it. they are outstanding everywhere on the pitch but i hear your point and i am terrified about that i'm worried that next year it's going to be a struggle because these bounces are going to go against them i well, re- it's a, they're not going it's a, against them it's just coming back to the average it's an you're not having fear. any bounces go against you you're not even hearing it you're not even hearing it there's no bounces going against you. They're all for you. So even if it comes back to average, it will probably feel like they're going against us. No, no. You just came back to the average. <laughs> Scott, you've always said regression to the mean. That's right. Your team, like eerily like the Leicester season, where people kept thinking something would happen and it just doesn't, that's what Liverpool's doing this year. Listen. They can't even they're not even drawing. Games that they should draw, nope, not happening. Mane push, nah. Nah. <laughs> so, so, uh, History is outside. Nah. Salah's not outside. What are you talking about? Uh, Firmino punching the crotch when no one's looking? Nah. When has he done no, that? No, VAR, VAR didn't see that. When has he done that? It, Maybe Fabinho, but not Firmino. Right. You got for, the wrong F. I will take Firmino on my team any day. No, but. who wouldn't? No, it, 
you, my point. You see my point. Bottom line yeah. is no bounces going against. Yeah, that's why I'm terrified. That was Brian's point. I'm just. I'm terrified for next year. Maybe they can all go against us terrified? after we clinch you the mean, title. You mean just yeah? You're nervous that every bounce that goes our way actually won't go our way next year. Yeah, there's like, a so, counter bounce next year waiting to happen. Revel in what what you're witnessing. I am. I am. It will never happen again. Yeah. Well, you know that. Well, no. No, I mean, no, 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 no. You next, have players next... on your team who are good playing way above their skis, man. Who? I've said this before. Henderson is a good player. He's not the player that he has turned into this year. Fabinho, great player. Not the player that he's turned into this year. Wijnaldum, the Newcastle Wijnaldum, not the player that Wijnaldum he... was great at Newcastle. He was their goal scorer. Only at home games, Scott. We know this. <laughs> now, you know, you know what I mean. Allison, great. Virgil, great. I love TAA and Robertson, and I love Gomez. Defense is solid. I'm just saying, and, and look, the top three guys are great too. But your midfield, the engine, and they all know their roles and they do it well. I'm just saying they those are those are not world brand names. They are names that have showed up, and they I've, Klopp has gotten the most out of their talent. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm 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 praising them, but it's not like they are worldly ungodly talents that are sitting there. I think you're underselling Fabinho and Henderson a little bit. Okay. And Wijnaldum's very good. Maybe. And Oxlade-Chamberlain's excellent. Everyone's excellent this year for Liverpool. <laughs> That's true. Every effing person is excellent for Liverpool Isn't this year. is wonderful? No, and I can't wait for this season to be over. Oh, this no. season well, has turned into such well, Are you serious? Say, it, I am so... Oh, yes. I am absolutely over this season. Absolutely. I was going to say Liverpool Brian alluded to it and I'm just going to I'm going to take your words out of your mouth that you told me earlier is okay. is Liverpool has made this season's fantasy season be such <laughs> I didn't say it like that. You're right. He didn't I, say the that. The way I said it was that. is I don't think it's a coincidence that one of the dumbest FPL seasons that a lot of players have experienced is coinciding with Liverpool completely destroying. I mean, the destroying rest of the, the league. league. Destroying. Just, the league. It, it has. It seems like it has sucked all the fun out of the game for everyone, but one set of fans. Hell. So that is that. So everyone that is. Well, what, about, here what about is, me though? Because I'm enjoying the league. Me? Right. What about yes. me? Yes. <laughs> hold on. What about yeah. me? What about me? Because about me? because I am loving the league. Because I'm a Liverpool fan. Yeah. I'm hating the FPL season because I'm terrible. Yeah, I think I'm it's, doing a, it's a terrible season. So, like, I, I'm honestly, like, I'm having no joy in FPL either. So I'm finding it all in my club's actual matches. Great. Good for you. Let's move on. <laughs> Liverpool. Liverpool. Hey. There's one thing I remember about Liverpool this year is their ability to not make mistakes. They don't make mistakes in games that give anyone a chance, even a, a glimpse of a chance of, of well, taking advantage that, of a mistake. But they have made mistakes. That's the that is the point. They have made mistakes all over the place, and no one has been clinical enough to punish them. Well, How many goals should Watford have scored against Liverpool? That's true. <laughs> two. They should two. have scored two. At least two. And and they didn't. And I would say they were not as much as they should have, they weren't close. Even this last score. match, Pookie should have scored. Right. I mean, it isn't it is the difference between a guy putting you know a a better or at least a or, or in some cases a perfectly weighted pass to the foot of Pookie, who is just one 
step from, from going around Allison. And he doesn't do it. Allison not only does not get dribbled around, he actually swats the pass away. <laughs> so it's like there, there have been so many moments like that. I've, the article is from, it's from Christmas Day. I found it while you guys were sitting there talking and I wasn't listening to you. Ryan O'Hanlon wrote it, and it was just saying, basically asking the question if Liverpool could keep up this pace to win the Premier League. And, and on various types of analysis, from the number of goals they had, like they were plus 28 uh, around Christmas time, which was the 12th best goal differential in, Premier, in, in the Premier League era. So not great. I mean, not not in the way that they were running away with the league. The league, their goal differential was twelfth best. So they're destroying the league, and the gap between them and City offensively was like City was still better offensively at that point. I think they. they I mean, they might still be. It's just that the way it was put is the likelihood of them winning as many games, based on the quality of chances Liverpool have created and conceded this season. Uh, the likelihood of uh, winning as many games as they have was one in 500. So they have maximized uh, in a way that it it's unprecedented. It just feels like Sasquatch riding of the Loch Ness monster into Anfield <laughs> and scoring all their goals for them. Villa two. Spurs three. Wow, what a game. I don't know where to start with this one. Let's start with Sun. 13 fantasy points. He makes the dream team in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what do you say about your boy? Well, Mr. Uh, Mister, I brought him in and I won the week because I brought him in. No, I didn't win the week. I know but you did, but I, no, I feel a lot better. Feel, yeah, feel I feel really great good. about it. Yeah, um, sure. No, he's, he's shooting a lot. Uh, no one has more shots on target in the last five weeks than Sun. 12 shots on target is the most of anyone. Uh, six big chances in that time also. Only Aguero, Firmino, and Jimenez have more. What's weird is he's not, in, he's not getting a lot of touches in the opponent's box. Like, but he's doing... He has taken eight... So 30 total touches in the opponent's box, but he's taken 18 of his 22 shots in the box. So it's like, a, it's like this weird... Again, like a guy who's just... And he's kind of off. That's the other part of it that's weird. He was off today. He had six shots on target in this match. He could have done better. Like if he does, I mean, he would have had more points if he doesn't have a penalty saved. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. Yeah, so that's he only why scored was, his first goal because of the rebound coming back to him after he missed a penalty right. kick. He would have had a lot more fantasy points if he makes that penalty kick. Right. So that's the thing. It wasn't it's, a horrible take either. Well, Pepe Reina was a stud. And, uh, oh, I've been waiting for this. I can't wait for you to glow about Pepe Pepe's Reina. Go on and tell me, Scott. Tell me how you, good you Pepe's gonna, Reina you is. You wanted to say it the other way. You wanted to talk about Reina's Pepe. <laughs> no, I, I want to talk about <laughs> I just want to say that he scored 10 fantasy points and had a great week, even though he gave up three goals. You were championing him as, as yeah. this? When... He's an outstanding goalkeeper. He's a great goalkeeper. He belongs in the Premier League. Sure. He's doing well for Villa. He's great. Uh, he couldn't do anything about the second goal he's a great, scored. great journeyman no. goalkeeper. But that was mostly because Bjorn Engels had a weird day. Yeah, he did. Only Bjorn Engels had a weirder day than Toby Alderweireld. Yes, the duel 
of the defenders. <laughs> yeah, what, what were they trying to do? At wow. one point, it seemed like they were trying to outdo themselves negatively. And then it seemed like they were trying to outdo themselves positively because both, both scored, I think. They did. They both scored. And then Alderweireld scored an own goal. And Engels might as well scored an own goal. Oh, yeah. Because he, bung- he bungled it to Sun for the game winner. He swung and missed, basically. He wow. kicked over the top of the ball and it went past him. Yeah. He sat dejected on the pitch as at the end of the match. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Sit in your own pile of poop. I mean, Villa's just barely out of the relegation zone, I think, at this point. But if they end up getting relegated, they might look back and Bjorn Engels might feel the loss of this point. Villa's one point above West Ham. No, they lost a they lost another point, uh, thanks to Bjorn Engels in this one. What a what a weird match. El- Elderville <laughs> took a shot too uh, early on after the own goal. He was really having a bad day, and then he scored. And, I know, and it was outstanding. And it was Crazy. a great shot. Yeah, yeah. it was nice. So Pepe Reina did make the dream team. He had a great week, even though the result didn't go his club's way. Son also having a great week. He makes the dream team. Very, very interesting match full of fun storylines. One other match that, Dave, I know you want to spend some time on. Arsenal 4, Newcastle nil. Come on, you better! Nicola Pepe. Hey, man, that guy came to play. Top he? scorer for the game week overall with 17 fantasy points. Now, I mean, look, I, I'm i going to call it into being. He won't be, at the end of the week, he won't be the top guy because Sergio Aguero is going to score four tomorrow, or so Wednesday. I need him to. My captain, Sergio Aguero, needs to score four goals on Wednesday against West Ham. He needs to score Brian's famed quarter pounder. Okay. That is what I need to happen. But Dave? But no, Nicola, Nicola Pepe in this match, finally. Right. Finally, he he answers the bell to all the people coming in quotes at him for all the money that Arsenal spent against him. Yeah, he earned back like two point three million pounds today. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he did something. No, but this is something that that has always been possible. And and look, sometimes it takes guys a little while to get fixed on what they're doing. To settle in. He's still as bad as he's been. <laughs> and this isn't saying much. He's Arsenal's top midfield fantasy scorer. It's true. Uh, but, yeah, he had a heck of a game today. Are you into your Arsenal moment yet? Yeah, sure. Why not? Your club scored four goals. It was Look, an interesting lineup. They just needed a win. A wicked interesting lineup. So, like, Gwendozi wasn't even in the team. Yeah. Um, Ceballos started. Ceballos was finally healthy. He started and did played well. So Lacazette on the bench. Yeah. Hey Dave, I have a question for you. Yeah, tell me. When Lacazette scored, it meant nothing for the result of this match, but the club completely piled on yeah. Alexander Lacazette. Yeah. Like like he had never scored in the league before. I know. What was up with that? Man, so uh we probably haven't noticed it much because Arsenal hasn't been good this year. But it had been a long time since that kid had scored. Really? Match week fifteen. So when they did they do a warm weather training trip? They did. They went to Dubai. Everyone went to Dubai. And uh, I guess they all went to the same place in Dubai. Is Dubai big? I don't know. I've never been yeah, there. Yeah, it's big. So yeah, they they went there. They they had some good team building experience. I guarantee and you, they talked about look, Lacazette they, scoring a goal, right? So and then he did. When when the team selection came out, no Martinelli. I'm like, oh man, that's weird. No Lacazette. That's weird. Guendouzi's not even in the team. Uh, 
just, you know, Sayad wasn't starting, Saka was. And I'm like, man, it just it seemed a, a bit weird. And and then but then I also noticed too Arsenal has a very important Europa League match this week. You think that they were rested, those guys you mentioned, for Europa League? Yeah, I do. Newcastle already relegated Newcastle they, is the opponent in front of you and you could you could rest some guys on the bench? Yeah, I do. I, I it I, worked. It did, although albeit in the second half, right? The first half they weren't good. The first half they weren't good at all. They they were they were just barely okay. They just needed Mesut Urzel. What if you just own Aubameyang and every week your only transfer is if it's a home or away match, swapping to Lacazette if it's at home. It's not horrible. All he ever does Except is... Lacazette scored here. He, right. He scores well, you know, Bobby Yang scored what I'm saying is, like every, yeah, that's the only place he ever scores. Oh, I see. Lacazette away. But he always scores at home. Right. That's true. If, he play, if they play a game at home, he scores. We play eight minutes. He finishes with a goal and an assist. <laughs> it is That's when ridiculous. you when you say it like that, it's ridiculous. It's, so it's ridiculous. ridiculous, right? I know. At that point, the game like was that. over, and Newcastle had shut it down. But holy I mean, cow. Newcastle quit after that first goal. Can we just talk about that. Like they looked good in the first twenty minutes or so of this match. Yeah, they've got some. They've got some speedy dudes. Saint Maxim. They've got some Adama Traore circa two thousand seventeen type of dudes. Yeah. And that's it. I like the observation on NBCSports.com when the three things we learned from this match. Don't know who wrote it, but uh, I don't. It, what am I going to do? Look it up. Uh, <laughs> just that no, Joe Allenton can't hang with with Almiron and Saint Maximan. No, he can't. He's just nowhere to be seen. Just talking. The, the, so true. The article talked. Just said like if it was anyone else with more with any kind of more pace would have had four or five chances just from their movement on the left and right. I didn't think anyone uh, could mean, be as slow as Per Murtisacker until I saw Joel Ellington. <laughs> wow. That's it's unbelievable. so mean. Well, it, it, mean, but... Joe I mean, Ellington, like, though, is the bust of the season, right? I mean, he certainly is the, is the summer yeah, transfer Yeah, I mean, but all those guys, like Allaire is, was has had moments. I mean, he's definitely Allaire's been better. Yeah, he's done better. Wesley wasn't great. Wesley was, it was that same kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he had moments, but it was under, you know, definitely not what they needed. Is morale, this is, sorry, is like... But is Miguel Almiron a bust, or is this just Joe Ellington making him look worse than he is? I think Almiron still looks like he's capable of making something. So Steve Bruce can bring in somebody better, assuming they stay up. Well, you know, I mean, even you wonder, I mean, they have Dwight Gale is still there. Yeah. Why is he might, might work better for what they're trying (laughs) to do. He's faster. I mean, 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 what did they do? What did they do? I mean, all they're doing is it's some counter attacking. You know what you're getting with Newcastle. What's he gonna? This is, Jonathan's not there helping them out a lot with his holdup play at the top. <laughs> whenever he's got you know Almiron and Saint Maximin like blazing past him, like, he can't even catch up. So I don't know. All right, Dave. We have been tracking your sports guessing team over the last few months. Oh my! You're on a losing streak. Let's just be honest about it. It's not uh-huh. looking a whole lot better, but there's still hope. As we sit here on Sunday night in the midst of game week 26, you still have four players left to play. Okay. 
How many points do I have? You have a grand total of 24 points against I'm the— only, I'm only five points behind the average. That's not true. The average is 36. Oh, I thought the average is 29. Nope. You're 12 points behind the average with four players left to play. Jop in the defense. Okay. Oh, God, Lord. He's not— He's not doing anything now. Ross, but he might get negative. He Ross, could score a goal. Uh, you can say yeah. maybe. Yeah. He could. Wait, Laporte's back though, right? So probably maybe. not. Okay. Ross Barkley and Fred is is left to play in your midfield. Oh my gosh, oh, those were actual selections. Um, Mo- Moise Keane is uh up. No, he already played. Keane yeah. already played. He got you nothing. So let me get a zero in there. Uh, let's see. You might actually be better off. I'm I'm making this up as I go here. I I, I missed your your bench guy. Andrus Townsend. Wait, nothing. Your bench guy got you zero. So, yeah, you're in some trouble. Uh, you got three guys left to play, 12 points behind the average. Uh, so you're likely to go five and eight. We'll know for sure as we record this episode next week. Dang it. But, uh, hey, you know what? There's always next week, right? That's what I keep telling myself anyway. <laughs> so game week 27, give us your sports guessing team. Take it away, Dave. Right now? Right. On the spot? Now. This week's edition of Sports Guessing. Sports, sports, guess, guess, guessing. All right, this week's team of Sports Guessing. Scott, what say you this week about Hugo Lloris as my keeper? Uh, sure. Is that You is haven't that... had him in? No, no way. It's a terrible idea, okay. <laughs> but it's a great choice. I have no idea who they're playing. <laughs> that even makes it better. Okay. And that, yes, should ne- that should never come into play. All right. Hugo Lloris is playing at Stanford Bridge. Take defense. Defense. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Yeri Mina. Give me okay. some Yeri Mina. At Arsenal. Give me some Ben Mee. That's not bad either. Give me some... Uh, Hosting Bournemouth. Give me some Stevens. Some Sheffield Stevens. Oh, okay. Hosting Brighton. Have you had him in any of your teams? And so. give, wow. me, give me Gilbert. As your bench? No, that's my fourth defender. What? Villa traveling to Southampton. I don't know if he's going to play, but we'll see. That's what sports guessing is all about. Well, that's what my bench guy's for. None of us know if anyone's going to (laughs) play. Unless it's Liverpool, who knows? All right, I need need a win streak. I need need a win this week. I want Zaha. Give me Zaha. Okay. Give me... Hosting Newcastle. uh, Give me Mane. What? <laughs> That's guessing. I don't know. Give me money. Um, West Ham. Give me, uh, give me Frazier. Friggin' Frazier from I, Bournemouth. Yeah, kid hadn't scored in all year. He wishes he was at Arsenal. And give me, um, uh, give me, uh, Trezeguet. Give me Trezeguet. Two you're gonna, you're gonna right. get two villains, and you're gonna get some Trezeguet sub minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's but he's a threat. He is high goal threat at Southampton. Strikers, I want Jimenez. Give me Jimenez. He and, wasted a lot of chances. And give me Jerry D. Jimenez okay. and Jerry D. Jerry D. Is at United. That doesn't matter. They, okay. Dang Faye is a really hard man to tighten. Okay. Yep. All, All right. right. Bench guy. Bench guy going back to midfield. Wolves are hosting Norwich, by the way. Wolves are a great choice. I'm not sending Traore out and hosting Norwich. Uh, my bench guy, Robert Snodgrass. Robert. Okay. Robert. Nice. Formal first name. Yeah, Sir Robert Snodgrass. Uh, at Liverpool. Great choice. All right. <laughs> 
That hey, is the Scott, it's sports guessing. That is the game week twenty seven sports guessing team. The team that was doing really well, but now is proving that maybe sports guessing isn't as good as it uh, ever Only should have been. Only because we started. You know what? You know what happened is is I'd come across names and I and I wouldn't choose them. I think oh, I've already picked them before, mm. right? So then you just go, you start adding your own bias into it. Really, what needs to happen in a true sports guessing team is have a bowl of names and pull pieces of paper out with names on it, and that that's the sports guessing team of the week. That's what truly needs to happen. You know what I think is weird? Tell me. Wolves and Burnley have a really, I'd say, an overall favorable run of fixtures coming up, and there's not one of the useful defenders for either team that's owned more than 4.2%. Hmm. Tarkowski, or it's, it's Matt, Matt Doherty's the highest. He's 4.2% owned. Tarkowski is the next highest out of the, between Burnley and Wolves, out of like useful players. In. Tarkowski's 3.4%. Everyone else is less than 2% on both of those teams for defender. And I think they have a lot of really useful, there's some usefulness in there. Do you think they're, not ter- any- they're not terribly expensive. I mean, most of those guys, no one's more than five, except, yeah. except Doherty. Uh, maybe Johnny is too, but I just don't think you were like as a consideration. He had a really good week this week in real life, but I just don't think you're considering him. I just think that's a uh, odd to me to see such low ownership, um, especially with the the matches they have coming up. Looking at the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast mini league as we sit here, there's no change at the top. Downing Young Boys remains in the top spot. He's in the midst of a pretty good game week 26 with 60 points so far. Good grief, man. Hitting on Sun, Grealish, Ings, Aubameyang, Gomez, and TAA in his defense. Salah was his captain, but he's still waiting on KDB's points. He's uh, just outside the top 1,000 overall in FPL. Dude. Great job, Downing Young. Crushing it. Well done. Game of throw-ins and FC Goody traded spots. Game of Thrones, Anthony, second place. Gustav is in third. Some familiar names there. It's a great competition going at the top of the FC, FSFC podcast mini league. Dave, have yep. you decided yet what you're doing about that Martial and Richarlison thing? Well, honestly, at this point, just based on schedule, man, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I tell you what I think I want to do is I want to get – son into my team uh he's coming off three great weeks which means i'm sure he's bound for nothing but i he passed the eye test for me today he was all over the place like like brian said he should have had like four goals today his he was getting into scoring positions with great shots i i want some sun in my team scott it's a little dark in my team i want some sunshine there okay uh but in order to do that, I'm going to have to move a little bit of money around. I'm considering, and I don't know if I'm ready to do this, but going from TAA to Virgil to kind of just go for clean sheet points and not any offensive points. Because in, if I do that, that, that lets me spend, that lets me turn like Mares into Richarlison and Martial into Sun. And it helps me diversify just a little You bit. have Gomez still? I do have Gomez. Okay. I have Gomez and TAA, and I'm not crazy about getting rid of TAA. There's only one person in fantasy, actually two people in fantasy, I think. That's not true, three, who have scored more than TAA on the season, uh, and that's Salah and DeBrowna. 
Mane, uh, I think, has outscored him by one point or vice versa if I only had those stats in front of me. But either way, it's way closer than you would actually think. And so, you know, T.A. has outscored Mane by one point, 153 to 152. Man, it just makes sense to, to keep him in the team. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I need to make up a little bit of money so I can shift some things around. I have to go for differentials as I'm behind in our, in our mini-mini league. Uh, so I have a Bamiyang and Aguero probably spending more money up top in the forward position than most people. Uh, but I have to try to do that to make a move. Brian? I've already made my one move, which I kept saying I wasn't going to do until all the matches were over, but I should have just done it last week. Uh, I, my minus four was to sell Vardy to get Chris Wood. Uh, I really liked the matchup. I wish he would have played the entire time. And I like Burnley's matchups coming up. However, a hamstring injury is not good. And without knowing, I, I did have the extra money to go from Chris Wood to Danny Ings. So that not, move is already bad. done. Uh, I need also, I probably will take a minus four uh, this week. I love taking hits of all kinds of things. <laughs> uh, and Sidibe is still in my team from Everton. And so um, I don't love the matchups coming up. They're not impossible. Yeah. He's very good. I'm trying to figure um, out. But at the same time, it's five. You know, it's 5.3. It's a lot of money tied up in a guy. Uh, for a run of matches that is not good for defenders. Right. I have coming up uh, in match week 28, City and Sheffield don't play in Arsenal. So yeah. if I my current lineup, that is seven guys who won't be playing in match week 28. So if I can, over the next two match weeks, eliminate one or two guys, um, I don't want to get rid of my Sheffield guys, but if I can, if I can drop – like Mares possibly, and I don't even know if I want to do that. Yeah. Turn him into someone else. I can soften that blow and maybe not have to use a chip in match week twenty eight. So we'll see. I'm I'm trying to trying to to look at that. Yeah, the number of matches that are even could even go ahead in match week twenty eight. I mean unless you free hit, I just don't know how you're I know. You're either just gonna have to suck up the just six that you're going to get or whatever right, that week right, right. because you have one or two guys total playing. Or, I don't know, you just you know just do what everybody else is going to do. That's the tough thing about this. It's just very fixed. It yeah. feels very fixed right now. Yeah. Scott, what are you doing? Well, I'm tempted to go to like a Raul captain, except Wolves are going to be coming off of a Europa League match on Thursday. So I probably won't go with the Wolves captain on Sunday, even though I like the Norwich matchup. Uh, I'm going to take a negative... Uh, sorry, to finish the captain thought, I'm probably going to keep it on Salah. Monday, West Ham. They have a Tuesday Champions League match and then a Monday League match. So I feel pretty good about keeping the captaincy on Salah. Uh, this was the first week uh, in five, game week in five, that Salah didn't have really good returns. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, not nervous at all Hopefully about it's the first it. of many. <laughs> well. All it took was Mane coming back. That's true. That's true. I'm looking at taking a negative four, uh, and this is purely to set up my ability to bench boost. So I've been riding the David Button backup goalkeeper pretty much all season long. Yeah. I'm going to probably take a negative four, go down from Vardy to Ings, because the Southampton schedule is pretty decent, and Ings obviously has been great. So I might go ride the hot hand of Danny, or the hot feet. Wow, of, there you go. Yeah, of Danny Ings, and that gives me the money to go from David Button to Allison and okay. kicks Matt Ryan to the bench. 
Wow. So that's just setting up my bench boost chip for uh, whenever I want to play it now because I'll have two goalkeepers I'm fine with, at least for the time being. Probably will play the bench boost soon if I finalize that deal and take the negative four. Okay. Great. Well done. Captain? Did you say your captain? I did not say my captain. I was just looking at that. I might actually go with TAA next week. Home, Home West Ham. Okay. Interesting. Well, I have him. I won't captain him, but I have him. Yeah. I'd be all right Although with that. I've been talking about selling him. So yeah, at the, as of this moment. It's all or it's nothing. As of this moment, <laughs> I'm considering that. Well, that brings us to the end of another podcast. We are back, and we are glad that you're able to hear us. Uh, it, it was good to do this. It oh. is great to be working on a piece of machinery that's right that works that's right and now you can only hear us in more places thanks to the time we had last week that's right thank you two week game week you can find us on our website fantasysoccerfc.com you can also find us on twitter facebook instagram patreon we're active in all those places as well as spotify so in addition to your podcast feed if you're a regular spotify listener you can find us there as well listen to us wherever you I love it. I love it. Hey, listen, the Fancy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.